With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule. As always, today we are finishing up the offensive side of our player review slash preview series covering not just one, but three, potentially four players. We'll see how we feel at the very end of this, but at least three players on the Avs' fourth line, just because as much as we love Darren Helm and Andrew Cagliano, it's just not great content to talk about just them for 25 minutes. So we're going to just scrunch it all together into one, and we're going to talk about the Avs' folklore hero first, Darren Helm, what a bizarre sequence of words I just said. I mean, if you would have told me at the start of the playoffs that Darren Helm would be a vital part of our playoff run, I would have told you you were fucking crazy. Tell me that at this point last year, like in August last year, that Darren Helm is not only in the league, but on the Avs and scored one of the most iconic goals in franchise history. Yeah, like it's what a turnaround story for him because in the regular season he was okay, 15 points, like he was minus 12. He wasn't great. Like he was he, Darren Helm. He's Yeah. We all kind of forgot he was there for a little yeah. while. I really thought he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. I thought they he could have been one of the first guys scratched. Um well, that just shows you why Jared Bednar is 10 times smarter than we are because uh yeah, Darren Helm was one of the best players for in the playoffs for the abs. It really was, especially as it went on. Obviously what everyone's going to think of is game six against St. Louis four seconds left, just an absolute fucking missile right through Billy Huso sends the avalanche to the conference final. We like, were sitting on my couch yeah, and we both looked at each other and were speechless. Like, and if the, you could like, talk in, to us, we were speech. We didn't even cheer. 
We were just speechless. I'm actually really mad at myself for that goal because I wanted with two minutes left to be like, why don't we just like set up a camera just in case there's a late winner? And I think we were both like, why don't we wait until overtime just to be on the safe side so we don't jinx anything? But the thing is, our reaction wouldn't even have been that interesting because we were both so like just genuinely shell-shocked. Like we we weren't like running around like hugging each other. I just like stood up and screamed and I just like froze. I was like... There's no fucking shot that just happened. My jaw literally dropped because I, I that was the most unexpected thing of all time. And I, I love that play because I was thinking in my head, it's probably going overtime. Oh, but EJ's got some room here. Let's see what we can do with it. Yeah. Oh my God. I like the, the so pure jubilation. But not even in just game six, that entire series, Darren Helm was fantastic against St. Louis. He was fantastic. And against Edmonton and against. Tampa, but the early Darren Helm against Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final. Who was that? Like Darren Helm was, I think, like just remembering back to some of those episodes that we did. Darren Helm was the guy that was giving the Tampa Bay Lightning fits. They could not match up with him. They didn't know what to do with Darren Helm. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. It was very bizarre. I mean, he finished the finished playoffs plus three. He had five points, played all 20 games. But, it was great. And he was playing significant minutes. Like yeah. he played like 15 minutes certain games. I mean, we said it was our fourth line, but they they probably were more the third line, that yeah. fourth the fourth like line. That that fourth line was one of the best lines on the ice consistently. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his time on ice, dude. The St. Louis series, he was he was on the ice a lot. I mean he peaked in a couple of games against Edmonton and game one against Tampa. He was 15 minutes. Holy shit. That's what I mean, like that game for him was insane. Yeah. They didn't know which minus two in that game, but yeah, like that, like that's just one of those things where like plus minus, you cannot look at that to tell a story. Yeah. Darren Helm was one of the best players on the ice in game one of that series. Yeah. And he played 14 in game three. So I, I really like Darren Helm. I'm glad they brought him back. Um, I am too. Can we expect this from him again next year? I mean, I he only think, scored 15 points. Yeah. I mean, I think if he does the same thing where he just kind of lollygags through the season and t- turns it up in the playoffs, because he was a hitting machine in the playoffs. I think he led the team in hits in the playoffs. Yeah, like there, there was, a was man. one game where he had like almost 10 hits. Yeah. Like he was a, an animal. And like, we're, we're really brushing past his regular season. There were some points in the regular season where Darren Helm was like, who is this guy? Yeah, where he, he would score bad. like one of the nastiest goals of the yeah. entire season. He would, and then he'd just go like 40 games. That's yeah, and then he'd just go like 40 games. Like, oh, right, Darren Helm, he's still here. Yeah, but he, he was a key contributor on the penalty kill. He still has a surprising amount of speed left in him for how old he is, and he is just a great fourth-line option. He is. He's just a great fourth-line player for the Avs, and if he can do the same thing and just come on and turn it on the playoffs, give me Darren Helm all year. Yeah, I mean, one of the things about him on this team is like he's one of the few guys outside of Burakovsky who has won a Stanley Cup before and been on the run. And he was unreal when the, when the going got tough in the playoffs and you just need a guy to do something. It was Darren Helm. Like I'm, I, I think I talked about him like when we did sign him as just like, this guy's probably not going to do anything like he'll he's going to be a guy who does things. He's going to shore up the penalty kill. Do not think he's going to like 
score like 30 points or whatever. He might play like 50 games or something like that. Yeah, and he was I a replacement like, for I feel like I was kind of right for the most yeah. part. It's just in the playoffs. playoffs, he turned into this machine. Yeah. This hitting, unstoppable, four checking machine that the defending back to back Stanley Cup champions simply did not have an answer for. No, it was crazy. I mean, he made Corey Perry look old <laughs> during him. He was an energizer bunny. Um, but I mean, I you br- you bring him back for this year. What did he sign for? One point two five. One point two five, identical to what Cogliano signed. Yeah. Which I mean, it's probably a little bit of an overpay. I mean, but, but after those playoffs, you after those playoffs, more. if you get that same performance, you're feeling good. Um, he's a tough player to project because I think in the regular season, if he gets fifteen to twenty points, you're happy. I um, I think that's just exactly what he does. I also there's also a possibility that he has like five and is out of the league by the end of the year because just at thirty five for players like Darren Helm who've been around forever, at one point you just wake up and it's just not there anymore. Yeah, but it's possible. I, I think with what he does, if he does stay healthy. 15 points like okay sure i'll take, I'll take, take that, that every day. time like there's gonna be a point in january where we simply do not say the name darren helm for 20 straight episodes and that's fine yeah that's perfectly <laughs> fine the less you notice darren helm the better honestly yes. for the most part um, yes because every 20 games he'll score like an absolutely ridiculous inside out goal and just completely embarrass like the senators or the sharks where he just would have these ridiculous like one-on-one backhand roof job goals yep and after that you know he's just kind of there and that's okay he's just kind of there um so i think that's his projection for next year what, what's your grade you give i Good mean old darren. He'd Big have, Dick darren i mean in the regular season i think i'd give him like a c like yeah. a C plus in the playoffs i don't know what else he could have i think i would give him like an a minus for the playoffs or something like I that agree. I, I, I agree i round him up to like a b or a b plus yep. because literally what else could a darren helm have done with his skill set in the playoffs for a fourth line guy. Like I think a minus might be like low for him in the playoffs for the role that he was playing. He was great. (laughs) in the playoffs. It's I cannot get over the fact that the lightning could not stop him. It was, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, We talked about players who have improved their stock more than anyone. I think Darren Helm was one of them who improved his stock. He went from guy people forgot was still in the NHL to avalanche folklore hero how do the tampa bay lightning not have an answer for this guy so (laughs) to that to that so darren helm excited to have him back he's gonna be a good fourth line piece we can move on to after arturi lekin and josh manson a guy who kind of got forgotten about at the trade deadline kind of thought of just a throw-in andrew cogliano um i did not expect him to be perfect pickup yeah he was the perfect pickup. I didn't expect him to become kind of like the – he almost became kind of like the clubhouse uh, motivator. Yeah, he was in the, a way. the old guy like that people rallied around the Stanley him. Cup. Old guy who'd never won the Stanley Cup. And after game five against Tampa Bay where they, they lost, apparently Cagliano gave that big speech and everything and really roused everyone to the cause and apparently is one of the biggest reasons why they brought him back. Yes, I mean, Nathan, just go listen to what Nathan McKinnon had to say about Andrew Cagliano, and that's all you have to know about the yeah, rest. And that and that 1.25 is just fucking worth it at that yeah. point, no matter what he does in the regular season. But, like, 
even when we did bring him in, it's not like he was Darren Helm where you kind of forget he was there. I thought Cogliano was excellent in his old he time. Was. We picked him up. He only had one point in 18 games in the regular season. He came in and immediately fixed the penalty kill. Immediate difference. The penalty, like is... the, the special teams for a while was like very up and down and fluctuating. Yep. It feels like once Cogliano was brought in, it all kind of stabilized. Yeah, Cogliano, Lekkinen came in and it was yeah, like, okay. Cogliano, okay. Lekkinen, and it's just like, okay, now special teams, it just works. And, and in the playoffs, same thing as Darren Helm. Who is this yeah. Cogliano guy? Like, he, And he was immediate against Nashville right away. Like, He was outstanding, and he was, especially on the penalty kill, a game changer. Yeah, he was a game changer, and... I've always liked Andrew Cogliano, who was always kind of a pain in the ass to play against. I remember his days when he was in uh, Dallas. Uh, he played for San Jose for twice, right? Yeah, we got we got him from the Sharks. Yeah, and then I could have sworn he played for him before. Yeah. He's always been he, just kind he's of been a- around since 2007. He started with the Oilers. He was with the Ducks forever, and then Dallas. Ducks. I'm getting the Ducks and the Sharks mixed up. Yeah, he was with the Ducks for a very long time. He was with Dallas for three years and San Jose for the whole of last year until he got traded to us. Yeah. He's, he's just always been a kind of a pain in the ass guy to play against. Um, I remember the only thing I remember Andrew Cogliano for before he played for the Avs was remember he had that Ironman streak and it got broken because he got suspended. Yeah. Like that's all I remembered Andrew Cogliano for. And he, he's just a model of consistent for fourth floor, fourth floor, fourth line guy. Who's just going to play his ass off every game. And he's going to try his damn hardest to, to, to win a hockey game. Yeah, I mean, he he just fit in perfectly wherever we put him. He was a perfect little fourth line trooper. You throw him in on the penalty kill, and he's terrific. Greatest because we traded what a six round pick for him. I think it's like a fifth in this year's draft. Yeah, uh, worth it. Worth yeah. it in every aspect. Like hockey's that weird sport where you need to have those type of guys in your locker room to win a cup. Twenty twenty four fifth round pick. Twenty twenty four. You need those type of guys like the Andrew Caglianos and the Darren Helms who are not going to score a ton of goals, but they offer so much leadership in the room. I think there's a lot of teams that try to do it. Like look at like what Toronto does when they bring in like Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton, like those type of guys to be those leaders, but you got to get the right guys who buy in. You got to have the right mix of people that are willing to hear the message. Hey everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Even though hockey's over, there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. We've kind of like hinted at it over like the ever since we did win the cup. Like 
Game six was not an easy task for this team to pull off. And Andrew Cogliano was a big part of getting the team mentally ready for the what was about to happen, like the quality of competition. Was game six the one where he started the game with just a huge block shot on the PK? I believe so. Yeah, and he he, he game six is very much a blur to me. Like outside of the goals and winning, it all just kind of blends. Meshes. Yeah, no, I remember he had a huge block shot, and that's how you know a team loves the guy because I remember that he blocked a shot, and the entire bench you heard them tapping their sticks. Well, because he also like broke his foot. We forget he broke his fingers. Yeah, Yeah, he broke his finger. Like he broke his finger. He was he was a blocking machine. Yes, especially against like Edmonton and Tampa Bay. It just seemed like every single shift he was limping off of the ice. Yeah. And he, he missed, what, game one of the cup final with that broken finger? I think it was just game one. Because he came back to, for game two. I'm going between game logs here. But, yes, he missed game one. Yep. And yes. he came yeah, back game he two. He got hurt in game four against Edmonton. And it, we were kind of looking at it as, like, the same situation as Kadri at that point. It was like, he could be back for game two. He could also not be back at all. Yeah, but he's, he's just such, such a tough son of a bitch that he was not going to be denied. He had 16 penalty minutes in game three. Yeah, he was. He's great, dude. I love Andrew Cogliano. I'm so glad he's on our team. He's hopefully going to finish career with the abs, hopefully get another cup. Um, and he had, the, he had the goal in game four as well that tied that game. Tied that game. Well, it was really Nico Sturm's goal. But it was Nico Sturm's goal that went off of Cogliano. Cogliano's knee. So, I mean, he scored. He's got a cup final goal. He's got a cup ring. He's coming back to the Avs one year, 1.25. And I think just again, a, just a really solid depth piece. Um, and if, if we're going to grade Andrew Cogliano, I mean, predictions are tough with Andrew Cogliano. If he gets 15, 20 points, you're happy. Yeah, like that's just, that's I'd, where we're at. I'd say he gets, he had 16 points last year. I think he does that again does that again i think he scores seven goals yeah i'm gonna gonna say he gets seven goals and 12 assists for 19 points fair i like it but if we go to grading andrew cogliano this is tough because the play technically was probably a quality of a b but with the leadership and how much he brought to this team i'm gonna give him an a minus dude i i agree like i just what I, i look as what else could he have done with the, the skill set that he has, the role that he plays, he was a crucial piece to winning. Even in the, the limited role that he played on the fourth line, he was crucial to the penalty kill. He was a shot-blocking machine. And he and Helm were big tempo setters the entire time. I, I'd i have to agree with an A-. minus. It's only not higher because in the regular season, it took a while for him to get there in the 16 games that he was here. Yeah. He just was kind of the, the penalty kill specialist. So... In the playoffs, I mean, he scored some massive goals in the yep. playoffs as well. It's not like Helm where he just had like two goals and they were just the biggest goals of the playoffs for the most part. Like Cogliano, like he was, he had six points. Like he was yeah. involved a little bit. He was involved. And... He scored. I honestly think if he doesn't break his finger, I think he probably could have like in the cup he final game more. too. Yeah. He, he had he was the other half of a two on one, and they didn't pass to him either time because he had a broken fucking finger. Yeah, so. it, he he could have had more. Yeah, so, so I mean. Considering everything, like I just I don't know how you can give him less than an A minus. Yeah, I, I I struggled not to give him an A because I'm trying to make A's like really good, but yeah, for what he brought to this team and everything he did, I think an A minus is fair. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fair for what he did, and I think we can just expect to see more of the same. He's just yeah. 
He's been he's been this player for the last several years where he's good for probably 15 points and is going to be a penalty kill specialist. And he's he knows what it's like to be the old veteran on the team relied on to do some of the things that nobody else wants to do. I think the best thing you can say about Andrew Cogliano and Darren Helm is they know their role. Yeah. And they play it to a perfect tee. Yeah. They know exactly what their role is. They're not going to fight it. They know what their job is and they're crucial guys to winning a Stanley cup. Yes. So let's move on to the final part of the fourth line, which was unreal. All, all playoffs. uh, And that's Logan O'Connor. Yeah. The guy who kind of got buried underneath just how good the rest of the team was. And a guy who was really, really good early on in the season, and we kind of just forgot was plugged onto the top line for not just a game, but several for the most part when there yep. were a lot of injuries and everything. And unfortunately took a feels like a big step back after January. And in the playoffs was probably, I'd say, the least effective guy, but a guy that still did his job. And I... I like having Logan O'Connor on our team and yes. him not being somewhere else. Yes, he he is he is the perfect fourth line player. I mean, you talk about this Avs fourth line and it's just perfect. Every player fits in well. Logan O'Connor definitely was outperforming his skill set in with the early part question. Of the, season. the early portion of the season, Logan O'Connor was playing out of his depth and was doing it remarkably well. It was yeah. it's kind of ridiculous looking back at it because there was a point where he was scoring pretty consistently. Like when things were pretty bad early on in the season and the, the, a lot of guys were hurt. Val was hurt and everything. Like there was a point where he was putting up a ton of points and getting relied on for some, some big minutes and was doing well. Yeah. He, he really, um, he, he, he came back down to earth. Like he was an analytical, like anomaly for how much he was scoring. And then he came back down to earth and he kind of settled back into his role and he got plugged in in game. Was it like four or three? It was game three against St. Louis because he scored that big goal. Yeah. I'm scrolling, going through all of these things here, but yeah, he played three games against Nashville and he comes back in game three against St. Louis scores the, the big opening goal to at least get us on the board in that game. His only goal of the playoffs was a very nice one, but He's just a big example of just doing your job and not fighting it, understanding your role on the team and what you're supposed to do. His job isn't to score. It's to, it's to be on that fourth line with Helm and Cogliano and just be an absolute pain. Be an absolute pain. And that's what he does. So I, uh, I really don't know what else to say about Logan O'Connor. I think again, if we get 15, 20 points out of him, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, I mean, there's not, there's just not going to be a point where he's going to be at 25. He might be at 25. Who knows if he can find that consistency he had early in the season and do it for the course of the whole season. I mean, there's a possibility. Yeah, there's a possibility. But it's also great that this is year one of his contract, and he yes. has three three more years, including this one, at 1.05. That's a great contract. Yes, it's a very very solid contract, and you can live with that. Um, so I'm sorry, I've been distracted by the end of this world junior championship. Oh yeah. Like we, you try, we tried to knock yeah. this one out real quick before it started. Didn't work. Uh, one of the craziest overtimes I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Like, that, that point five minutes ago, I was just like, uh, 
it uh, was when Kent. Young, I thought Finland scored. I thought I Finland thought scored. Finland scored. I was little like, play uh, by McKenna. Uh, 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 so sorry, yeah. sorry about the bad radio there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, my face. We were looking at each other like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, I got I got used to it over the course of the whole season, just watching yeah. crazy things happen in a mid sentence. So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Canada won the gold medal, which is crazy. Yeah, um, out of date by the time you listen. It's like a week yeah, out at this point. When this very much. Out, so, but you can get it in tune where we're at. Um, so, for Logan O'Connor, what do we think in grade-wise for him? I mean, I'd probably go with like either a – I'm stuck between a B-minus and a C-plus for the most part because just because <laughs> it was there for a little while early on in the season. After that, he just kind of disappeared after the Anaheim game. And in the playoffs, he was good, but everyone else was better. If that makes sense, I think a B is a fair grade to give him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the B minus. Yeah, I, I think B is a fair grade to give him. Um, I, uh, I just the way what he did at the beginning of the season, I can't, it can't be forgotten. Yeah, so. I, it's for what he did early in the season. I don't think a C plus is fair. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go with B minus because that's that was ridiculous what he was doing. Yeah. He was unreal. So I think B is B is fair for him. Um, and that wraps up the fourth line. But there is one guy that yeah. we got we, we, we got to talk about because yeah, we, got, we got the time for it. Because Real. he is really an interesting player. It's Ben Myers. He was signed as a college free agent. I think he played what like six or seven games? Yeah, he played about five games, scores in his first game against Carolina. That was awesome. I was there for it. And Dude, they don't even have a picture of him on fucking NHL.com. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there for him yet. And I think we have to kind I don't want to say temper our expectations, but I think we also have to understand this is a college free agent that played five games last year. Yeah. And he very well could be a mainstay in the lineup this year, but it also might be completely unreasonable to expect that we're just going to plug this guy into a middle six role. No, I think if he's playing fourth line i'd be happy with that yeah i mean he's he's kind of a he kind of screams like another logan o'connor to me like a little bit smaller but uh, you can never have enough fourth line guys you just can't i mean this guy's an experiment this is just like we got him and we signed him to a two-year contract just to see if there's anything here with this it's free money for the abs at this point i don't know if he's going to be anything honestly Outside of the five games I watched with him, I'm going to be a bad host. I don't really know that much about him. So I well, we don't watch that much college hockey. Yeah, I, I just – I do not simply – I simply do not have enough hours in the day. I'm going to have even less coming up. But <laughs> I like what Ben Myers showed me in the few games that he played. He's, he's house money, and I think he is going to be playing in the lineup for this season. But especially early on, I think we've all got to temper ourselves a little bit. There might I think be. He's, he's going to be kind of the guy who he's going to get scratched a good amount of times. He's yeah. going to he'll play every once in a while, like, and that's fine. I think but, the later we get into the season, we're going to see Ben Myers more. Yes, but it's he's going to have to fight for his spot very hard. I mean, he's going to have to fight it from Curtis McDermott, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> McDermott he got he got his forward minutes last year for yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see it. I. I think if you get 15 points out of Ben Myers, you're you're taking that all day. Plus, I mean, we stole him away from the wild, which is even better. Yeah, so. which is very funny. But I think Myers is going to start opening night on the roster. I mean, right now, 
unless we make some moves, our fourth line is looking a little barren at yes. the moment. I mean, I just we're not going to be playing like Maltsev and Magna, maybe one, but I imagine we're going to see Myers starting opening night. I imagine also we're going to sign someone. Yes. So we're, I think we're going to sign someone to a PTO or something like that just to have another body around. I mean, we got Myers, almost five million in cap space. Yeah, like, we've got almost five million in cap space. They're going to do something before yes. the season starts. Myers, I think, like outside of New Hook, is just a giant question mark that we just don't really have enough evidence to give a big answer for yet. He could be good. He could put up like thirty points this season or something like that. He could also play twenty games. Yeah, that's quite possible. Does he? Does it? I think we may have answered. His name doesn't go on the cup, right? No. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a very sele- – he'll get a ring for sure. Badass. Because, <laughs> like, the guys on the cup, like, it's going to be the guys, like, who were there for yeah. game six. And he he was not on the, the Avalanche pre-trade Active deadline roster. roster. Yeah. So he's not going to go on the cup. That sucks. But, I mean, he gets the ring, which I well, guess – uh, Yeah, it sucks to be him. He gets yeah. a ring and played five games. And he gets yeah. a ring. P- poor Ben Myers. Poor Ben Myers, but – it's impossible to give him a grade. I'm gonna give him a TBD. I mean, like he scored a goal in his first game, A plus. Like that's yeah. awesome. I mean, if we're if we're going off of just like the the depth guys, Curtis McDermott, my king, um, so he's back for this year, which is fucking awesome. Um, back I think for, he's, he's back for more than just next year, man. Yeah, he's he's my fucking king. Um, he's gonna play the same role he played last year. He'll he'll play forward. He'll play defense. And when he's playing defense, I'll shit my pants a little bit, but. He's just a guy to have around. Um, Curtis McDermott moving. is break class in case of emergency because St. Louis is getting antsy in January. Yes. And yes. we simply do not care anymore. Yeah. We are tired. Uh, we are tired of your shit. Curtis McDermott is going to pick up Braden Shen and throw him into the yes. second deck. Yes. Um, so Curtis McDermott is going to probably play. I mean, he played a lot last year. He did play a lot of games, did, last especially year. before the deadline. Like, yeah. I, I did not expect Curtis McDermott to play fifty-eight games. Last year. <laughs> he played a lot. I don't know if he'll play fifty-eight again this year. Um, but and two it, goals, it, two goals. I was there for both of them. Lost my shit on both of them. Um, as much as I want him to play. Um, what? I, speaking I of Curtis McDermott, when's his day with the cup? Have we missed it? Did that already happen? I don't think so. Because I like. There's some guys are still having theirs. I think yeah, no, if, Kadri, I, hasn't I, even had his, Kadri hasn't even has it had his. Oh my god, why is this so hard to say? Kadri hasn't even had his. There you yeah. go. Was that so hard? Why was it, it was such a, a tongue twister? I don't know, but I mean, we better get full content of that day of Curtis McDermott. Like, no, I'm sure. Like, come on, Curtis. I need to see you drop the cup again and fall over because you're so drunk. Like that would be chef's kiss, beautiful for me. Um, who else is depth guy? That's probably gonna be. I mean, that's pretty much. I it. mean, we we ironically we already talked about Maltsev. Yeah, <laughs> into that deal. I mean, like uh, we we talked about Anton Bleed as well. Uh, Jason Megna is a person that exists. That's the end of the conversation. And I mean, yeah, we signed Bowers to a contract a few days ago. He's never gonna. He's not gonna play. I've given up on Shane Powers. I just, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna be real. The guy scored yeah, nine that. points in the AHL last year. Yeah. So I mean, it's there's depth guys there. Um, there's gonna be some moves probably by the time you're listening to this podcast. We'll already have signed someone. 
Um, and this will be extremely out of uh, date, but yeah. that's these podcasts the are almost designed to be outdated. Yeah. So that's par for the show. Yeah, but I think that's it for depth guys. Yeah. We're we're good on depth guys. It was mainly just the three guys and talking a little bit about Myers. So I'm good for this one. We're finished with the offense. The next time we're back, we're going to be talking about Devon Tays because we already talked about Kale McCarr because he's special. So we're going to start with Devon Tays and go all the way down from there and then go on to the goalies. So we're already almost done with these. So we're going to keep pumping these out until probably about mid-September and get back to our normal two-a-week schedule. We'll let you all know what's yeah, coming up. We'll keep you guys updated. We get we're getting there. closer and closer to the regular season. Yeah, we're get we're getting there. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Teledabs of This Podcast. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. As always, use promo code Teledabs It Is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. But that's going to do it for the depth edition. We'll catch you all next time with Devontae's. But until then, let's go abs.